Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ads and Steph are off to Manchester and they find a lot of problems on the way. Find out more here on Afterbus TV. I'm Maria Menounos and you're tuned in to Afterbus TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. What's up, bruvs? That's always going to be my introduction, but how are you? How is everyone? You are watching Top Boy Season 1, Episode 7, The Squeeze. Yes, 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 y'all. I'm your girl, Zakia, and I could not be here without my lovely co-host. Can I be an assistant? I feel like you were about to say lovely assistant. Without my lovely assistant, (laughs) as if this was about to be a magic trick right now. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. Saw me in half. What's your What's your magic? My magic is the <laughs> being ashamed of Deshane for letting Donovan get killed, like his mom is. Ooh, Ooh. shots fired! Literally, too soon. Wait, bop, bop, bop. Oh. Bop, bop, bop. there we go. I tried to do it. I couldn't. That's why you did it. He's great at it. But guys, we want to talk everything about Top Boy. We have so much in store. We see Jamie's on top. Deshane um has some family troubles. At and Steph are in Manchester and so much more with our special segments and everything. And you know our special segment is super poppin'. We talk about Top Boy lingo and everything is such. But again, um, we gotta dive right in. I love everything about Drake. Tehran, he says he was a kingpin in his past life. I never said that. You said that. I said allegedly. Allegedly, but allegedly is technically the same thing. Technically, it's not. Allegedly is actually part (laughs) of our Fifth Amendment, and it reserves me the right to uh, not incriminate myself. And he knows a lot about law and crime as well, as you guys can see. Allegedly. Allegedly. He's a a very intelligent man, and he doesn't want to admit it. I don't know why. But we're here, and we want to talk about so much um, Top Boy today. So, what were your overall thoughts about this episode? Well, my overall thoughts about episode 7, The Squeeze, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed again, as we dwell deeper into this story, especially coming off of Donovan being shot at the end of last episode to the after effects. I'm glad that they did not just scathe over it as if it did not happen. It is clearly very consequential. It plays a big part on Duchesne and his psyche and his family interaction, which is such a big deal. I'm glad that everything we learn in Top Boy is that every action has an opposite and often equal, if not more, reaction. And that is key in the underworld. Uh, definitely. I'm in to- total agreement with you. Um, what I enjoyed about this episode, The Squeeze, was I started really looking at the visuals on Top Boy. Honestly, I started really getting into it because they have, it's a strong message behind some of the visuals that they 
they take before like the the actors actually start speaking. Um, I think my favorite was when it first started out. It was like Jamie looking over at um, the field, Summer House, every last game. It was like at that point, you know, you knew Jamie was the boss. And that was such. It was such a strong message that resonated with me. But I, I think now that I'm getting really into Top Boy, like I'm looking beyond like what everyone is saying. I'm starting to look at the visuals. I'm starting to look at the way they position the camera. Maybe it's like my career creative mind but it says a lot like this story is so much in every episode so I feel like we have to be in tune with also what they say but also what's happening around them because even when like bad things happen the the city and the projects keep going and it's so crazy to me to keep seeing that and I'm like dang like the man got shot and everybody is still at the the gas station just like oh let me put my gas <laughs> so um I think that was something that I really took away from this episode just continuously to like look at the storyline but also look at the visuals yeah and definitely cinematically top boy is amazing the way that we see the camera adds an extra character to every single scene. Mm -hmm. The way it's shot, the angles which we are paying attention to, each and every character, each color. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Differentiation mm-hmm. between them all. And even locations have a different feel to them. There's a grittiness to the way it's shot, and I enjoy that very much as well. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of the first um, scene, we saw Jamie, and he was, which is obviously my favorite scene because I keep talking about it but he's um looking over summer house um and we see we feel like he's on top now in in this ep- this scene he basically is about to leave he's fleeing what were your thoughts about him leaving does it seem like he uh, he he never underestimated Deshane and Sully, I don't believe. Um, from my perspective, what was your perspective of him actually leaving his home and hiding out, basically? He's going to war. This is a term which we see in the mafia called going to the mattresses, in which mm-hmm. you realize an oncoming war is about to ensue. And in order to protect the civilians, those around you that are not in the life, you leave your establishment and or your place of residence. And you get into a hideout. It's not about leaving. It's not about hiding. It's about protecting. And he's protecting the ones he loves the most. You're you're completely right, especially with the protecting aspect, because we see he installs the cameras. Like, he's really adamant about watching everything that happens within his home and having his brothers go home and go home um, and only go to school and come back home and not doing anything else. But do you think that he should have at least told Aaron, at least Aaron and Steph, well, at least Aaron, like what was going on? Because Aaron obviously wanted to know. And I think for his own safety, he should have known. Um, but Jamie was basically adamant about not giving any more instructions as far as what's happening behind the scenes that to the reason why that Aaron should be so uh, cautious. No, he shouldn't have told Aaron. And there's a thing called plausible deniability in which I, as the assailant or as the aggressor, do not tell the people that I love certain information so that, A, it cannot be used against them in a court of law. Once you are privy to the knowledge, you are now an accomplice. He's protecting Aaron once more. Secondly, 
he is also compartmentalizing his life in which he is differentiating between his personal home life and his criminal outward life. And he is keeping composure as it comes to his home life because of the level of love and respect that he wants his siblings to have for him as their father figure, as their brother figure, as their home taker. And I agree with you to a certain extent. And I do see where you're saying, like, he's protecting them because if they were ever to be questioned by the police or anything, um, they wouldn't have any knowledge and it'll be just like, I'd never seen anything. I, I was never involved. But at the end of the day, now it's bigger than just like you're selling drugs on the block. Someone is actually actually after you. And as we see, this game does not is not it doesn't play fair. So now that they're after you, they're after your family. And I feel like he's putting Aaron and Steph in fire by not telling them, um, you know, what's going on by not saying these are the people you should be wary about and be be wary about everyone. The reason why is because this is happening. I think Aaron, he owes Aaron at least a little bit more for Aaron to really understand the problems that are happening and him to not be so like just go with the flow type of, oh, he'll be back is just something minor because it's not minor at this point. It's huge. Sure. However, involving civilians has been something that is very heinous, even in the criminal underworld, to the mm-hmm. point where when the Colombian mafia were doing so in the 80s with the drug wars that were happening in Miami, it was absolutely unheard of. The mafia, who was the predominant crime factor, especially on the East Coast and in New York, were the ones who instilled this rule in which you would not go after family members, women or children, and people who were not involved. If that was the case, then bloodshed would ensue. Even in the top boy world, no one thinks to go after Steph, even though Steph is in close proximity to Jack. No one is specifically after Steph. Steph's life is not in danger. Jack has not kidnapped Steph and said, tell us where your brother is or we will kill you. That would be unheard of. It would actually it would actually basically be the degradation of all things that are this this rules to the underworld. It exists. Mm-hmm. There is there is a, a there is honor amongst thieves. I, I think that's right. You're you're right. Um, I do remember the scene in Summer House, like the one of the first series where Sully and Deshane made a mistake by kidnapping like uh, one of their rival's cousin who wasn't in the game at all and I think they were just going to scare him but they end up killing him by like placing him in a trunk I can't remember like the full details of everything that happened but I think after that after that by killing someone so innocent that wasn't like a Roman they felt really bad so I do see Deshane they didn't just feel bad the other people involved also looked at them as if that was the most unnecessary and also heinous of actions no one respected that they did that Mm -mm. at all That's not how this game is played, which is why when you are in the game, then they also don't expect the opposite where you go and snitch or tell the police or or you become an informant. You have you have married yourself to the game. However, if you haven't introduced yourself to the game, then you should be off limits. No one is going after Sully's child, who, Mm -hmm. by the way, is has is easily accessible. She goes to school. They could easily go and snatch her. Uh, We know that they know where she is and yet no one is going after no one's going after Duchesne's mother right who's in the hospital that is off limits everyone knows and understands this for now so we know who's not playing a part in this um heinous 
crime is the guys um sugar and his crew from jamaica which is now uh the Shane suppliers, they actually killed his cousin and he threatened him at the end saying, I'll kill your mom, I'll kill everyone, we're going to kill everyone if you don't have our money. So they're technically, and I think like maybe the suppliers is a higher, uh, uh, just a higher up from like the streets exactly because they don't, they don't abide by any rules. It's like anybody. Well that's because Sugar is a horrible person. Sugar is not someone we, we are peacefully Mm -hmm. In a relationship with. This is a person who has horrifically placed himself in this position and is known to be a violent force. No one respects Sugar. Everyone is afraid of him. Once again, mm-hmm. it, it's the differentiation between leadership abilities and Jamie's leadership abilities, which he commands and demands respect from all those by taking action the right way. Yeah, the fear that Sugar is installing, um, and his crew is installing in Deshane is becoming very effective in Deshane's psychiatric, as he always says. This is like completely not my my words, but it is taking an effect on Deshane. Um, in terms of his mom, no longer wants to speak to him. Um, his mom is kind of shunning him. Do we see this being a problem for Deshane to continue in? The process to continue with this war, like, it seems like he's giving up. Did you see that from DeShane? DeShane definitely has his concerns with the war. It does seem like he's losing. And it's pointed out to him, Jamie's in charge. Mm-hmm. People are are actually inferring to DeShane that he needs to make pace. In fact, he was against Sully enacting this war. Yeah. So DeShane isn't resolved to the war completely. He also knows the toll that wars take, and he does not know if he's prepared to take this, especially since he's being attacked by many different angles. Mm-hmm. He has Sugar on his back. He has Jamie. He has Sully's anger that seems to be uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. A lot of things are happening for Duchesne. Yeah, for sure. Especially the the fact that his cousin is gone, his innocent cousin, um, who they killed right in front of him over FaceTime. And that happened in the last episode. But it it, it trickles down into this episode because it's affecting DeShane. And I do feel like DeShane is eventually going to not care about what is going on in the uh, war. As we saw, like, he's basically giving up his whole entire Mento is drained. I mean, this entire season he has been walking around pretty sluggish, pretty just going by, just doing what he has to do to get by for that day. But it seems like at this point, with his cousin being gone, his mom, and these are the only people that's close to him, his mom really not having any respects for him. The only person that is trying to console him is his newfound love. Um, But at this point, it doesn't seem like he has any hope for anything else. I do see that that aspect of him trickling down um but i do want to reach on more of the at and steph characters because we see that these boys are now transforming in front of our eyes they're be- at is getting more responsibility steph is even he he's surprisingly hard to me like he's very quiet he's a listener i don't think anything about steph is really um I don't I don't see him as being a soft character. I see him as being a very wary and um character and just being aware of his surroundings and maybe he gets that trick from his from Jamie, but they head off to Manchester. Um what were your thoughts of Jack setting them up um in Manchester cuz she, she they did a they all did a good job at it. Is that something that should have been done or should they not have scared them like that? They're little boys. Clearly they should have not involved Ats and 
and Steph into their plans. Mm-hmm. However, I can understand where Jack came to the sensibility. It is a it is a ace in the hole to have ats and therefore access to Steph in in her pocket. And she's obviously planned this out very well. Sends the two ch- kids to to Manchester. They are scared out of their minds. Mm-hmm. But if you see, Steph is the one who keeps his composure in a lot of a lot of circumstance. Steph is also very wary. But let's not be too earnest. Steph has had a lot to deal with the death of both his parents. He's also a sponge because he is a child. He is around Jamie. He is Jamie's child after all. If we remember, Jamie. Re- explains that his father was someone who also commanded respect and everyone would listen when he spoke, was not a scary person. So here we have Steph acting much more like Jamie than we realize, but he is still a youth. He's still a child and and is, of course, going to be a child when it comes down to it. These are grown men. Yeah. And it's not okay. However, once again, when you join up for the life, expect the life. Yeah, at first I was sort of wary for uh, Jax to give them such a big task, to give Ats a big task. But when I realized the task was rigged, basically, and it was just to see his reaction, how he would act. Basically, they stole, they made it seem like he lost the money or the bag and someone stole it. But it was actually a rob, like them coming and stealing the bag. And they were like, what happened? Explain it. And they were very, very convincing. Um, But I feel like it was smart, a a smart business move. Because if you actually give kids this amount of whatever, drugs or money, you have them go somewhere and they actually really did lose it, it would be a problem. So you kind of put them on their toes all the time. In a sense of little boys, I feel like that was messed up. Now they're scared out of their minds, they're children, and now you have them eating out of your palm, which is obviously a a move that Jack wanted to do because she set the entire thing up and as did DeShane and everyone else. I think they all were in on it. I think this is something that is done all the time. It's sort of like, let's just put them put them at this chest and let them eat out of our hands afterwards. Um, But it it was very bold of um, Jack too because now you also have Steph um, who is Jamie's brother and if he finds out that's a problem you know so it's, I think it was bold because I, I would be afraid of Jamie I think Jamie definitely deserves respect and definitely has earned the fear of his rivals I am surprised that it went so well when it comes to having children involved anything can happen we don't know what if Steph was carrying just because he was afraid of what might happen so he carried then guess what? A shooting would have occurred because children are not as aware of consequences of their actions as adults are. That's the concept. That's why they're prosecuted with much less authority. That is the case. They're not aware of the consequences. So it did go well, at least for Jack, and Jack did get exactly what she wanted out of the situation, which is Atz is now, Atz and Steph technically are now both within her debt. Yeah. For sure. Well, I know a debt that we never have to pay because why would we? Because it's the love that we do and we give love to all of you. And that's at After Buzz TV. Could you tell them why? That's right, bruvs. <laughs> this is After Buzz TV, isn't it? <laughs> and if you love watching these shows as much as we do, we appreciate each and every one of you who comment below. 
subscribe, share, like, spread the word, share the love. Let your friends know this is, after all, the best top boy after show on the planet. That's not my opinion. That's all of you. And you are at home, if not as much, more so a part of this panel than each and every one of us. We appreciate each and every comment. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us that five stars we so greatly deserve. And thank you so much for continuing to help make us be the ESPN of TV talk. Boom, guys. He said it best. I can't even say it as well as him because he's so great. Sometimes you got to give them their credit. But <laughs> he is so great. And I know who is great, like a dynamic that is, uh, I want to say so great, but it's a supplier in Jamie. So they now they've done something again. Lizzie. Lizzie, Lizzie. has continued to involve herself physically with Jamie, mm-hmm. even though taking away that emotional responsibility and saying, I don't want a remote emotional relationship whatsoever and also saying each time this is the last time it's going to happen. Right. Is she in denial? I feel like she's in denial. You keep saying especially when he was on his way out the door you're like oh where are you going and then you have you have sex with this man and then you push him away. Um, Sure. Jamie's youth and energy is very attractive. mm -hmm. I don't think we see anything different than what happens a lot of times with men in a reverse situation with women. If this was a man doing something like this, you would completely understand it. But because Lizzie is a woman, we are under the impression that women cannot differentiate between physical attachment and emotional attachment. That means they have to have sex with love. That is not the case at all. Lizzie is just interested in Jamie's youth, vigor, energy. I'm sure she's being sexually satisfied by Jamie in some manner. Jamie's obviously a young bull in her mind. She's an older woman. She's enjoying herself. But she doesn't want to give up any emotional necessities to Jamie. She doesn't want to be with him. She doesn't have any feelings of love. She is married, and whether happily or not, she's not going to give up the security of her marriage for this young vigorous man. Right. And I, I, I do agree with that. I just think that Lizzie is setting up a problem between her and Jamie. She's setting setting up a future problem because her one statement that really took me um in awe was when she said, You're good at two things. Having sex and selling drugs. And the face that Jamie made and the face that I made when she said it, I felt like you you basically dehumanized him. And she keeps doing that to me. She keeps dehumanizing um, Jamie to a point. Even the last um, episode, there's so much that happens. You sometimes have to refer back. But even the last episode, she was like, oh, like what happened to your mom? Oh, was your dad never involved in your life? She kind of always hints that he has these urban problems that you will believe will always happen to urban individuals. And this is why they sell drugs. And she dehumanizes him. And she kind of puts him down a lot. And I feel like once... Jamie possibly sees what she's doing, he might have a problem with this. He might turn on her because at the end of the day, you're good at one thing, supplying drugs. So once I knock you out of the picture, what will I need you for? But that's just my interpretation. Did you have any other interpretation of this? I think it's interesting that we always give it a racial connotation when people are saying this. Mm -hmm. Lizzie comes from a very similar criminal background. Even more so than Jamie, she's used to it. She even explains her brothers all sold drugs and what happened to her brothers. So I think that it's not that she thinks that Jamie's urban or black and therefore this is what happened. It's because this is what happened in the neighborhoods that she grew up with. If there was a person whose mother died, the father was typically not around. So 
and people who go into the criminal world, this is what she believes. I don't think it has to do specifically with race. She's never brought up the race factor in the past, and I don't remember her bringing it up in this situation either. Yeah. Even when she basically in a way, is degrading Mm -hmm. Jamie. It's very akin to what a male drug dealer would do to his subordinates as well. You are just a piece of meat. I'm going to pour champagne on you in this video. I'm going to throw dollar bills on you in this video. So I think the problem is, because I didn't say anything about race either. So I said that he he she is dehumanizing him, which she is. She's basically looking at him as a check or Well, when you say urban problems, we all know uh, what the term urban means. No, that's not true. What it, does I'm urban saying, night mean? I'm saying <laughs> urban, what does urban pop, night anyone mean? Hit, I'm saying so for the content that we're speaking in, it's different for Western Western thoughts and then like UK thoughts. So I'm speaking of Top Boy in general. They have different areas that are urban. They're very much more integrated than we are. So I think we like in the Western always think of it like that. But for them, it's a totally different like aspect and dynamic. So I was that's why I said urban and not like black and white because for them it is different. But I I still think she is dehumanizing him. She's taking away the fact that he's actually a boy or a man and saying that you're only good for this. Like you you're and? a robot. I think I think that I think that will cause a problem between their dynamic because if he keeps feeling that way cuz it's it's like if you keep slapping me in the face I'm obviously going to like and that was really violent but if you keep hitting me or poking me I'm going to poke you back one day. <laughs> she's not poking him. She's setting a rule, she's setting a boundary, she's setting a border. She's saying this is what it is. It is nothing more. Do not get it in your head that it is something more. It's a very simple line. Uh, people do this all the time. And even though uh, you're condemning her for her attitude, I'm actually commending her for her honesty. She's not trying to confuse him. And a lot of people would love to be in that situation where their partner was very upfront with them and said, this is what it is. I'm sure a lot of women would like that if a man was honest and didn't try to exasperate a situation by by giving her false feelings. She's not doing this. She is stating what it is. If he likes it, he can do it. If he doesn't, he can stop. Their business their business affairs is a transaction. And to be very honest, it's extremely mutually beneficial. Those bags of money that he's bringing back, he's not suffering without his own bags of money. He's making the most money he ever has. And now he's getting sex out of it. And Jamie has brought up the point that he probably has not been as sexually active as he would have liked in this period in time in his life, even though we know he could be because of his home life. So here he's getting that out of it. Now, do I think that it's fair? It is fair because she's telling him the truth. It's not nice, but it's true. And as far as the integration of London society, let's not forget that there have been several times that on this show, specifically, Mm -hmm. the racial connotations have been brought up. We have racial problems, which are very much still part of a society in London, even though London is a very integrated culture. Right. I agree. Um, But again, I think we're going to agree to disagree on this one. I think that there are aspects that I'm talking about that are true, and then maybe there are with you, but that's just me. Um, But I know something that we can't agree on, and that's Leighton being a snake. At this point, he's talking to Cornell, and he's trying to set up Jamie. Um, And so Jamie sends out his troops and basically gives... Uh, Leighton a message that ends up with Leighton dead. Do you believe that maybe Jamie should have made that shot and not sent out everyone else? And is this a is this going to pose a problem in future 
episode. I think Layton's a great guy, and I really no, I'm kidding. He's a snake. <laughs> so here's the thing about Layton. Layton uh, obviously is about to be taught this lesson. Lizzie is a huge influence on Jamie. He she's fulfilling this mother role that Jamie is clearly lacking. It's a psychological. Uh, it's definitely a psychological complex that Jamie has that we're seeing get played out. Lizzie even brings it up. Mm-hmm. However, in this situation, Leighton is being taught a lesson. Jamie cannot do it himself. He should have done it himself. Mm-hmm. He did not because of the constraints of time. Something more important came up. He sent his troops. They went and did it. Do I think that it presents a problem? No. I think Leighton's death will present a solution. Yeah, so I kind of disagree. I think the death of Leighton is going to pose a problem um, because of the simple fact of what if people get a hold, like what if someone else turns in the group and they're like, no, like we actually killed Leighton or someone else knows like what happened or how are they going to respond back to Modi? What about Tremaine? Is he going to be looking for Leighton? And and Tremaine is a a key aspect to Modi. Where's Modi again? Modi's in jail. Where's Tremaine? We don't, I don't really know exactly. Where he is. <laughs> so we don't know why they play this part, right? So Modi's still locked up. Tremaine is Modi's lackey. The way Leighton, but Tremaine was. goes around Leighton sure, a lot. But it's easy to say that Leighton was killed by Deshane. If anything, you have a plan B. You have a plan C. So because Leighton's death actually causes more causes more solutions than it does problems. Mm-hmm. Leighton was just in the way. Leighton was a problem. This I'm actually when Jamie was simply going to punish Layton, mm-hmm. I was like, no, you have to kill him, and he ended up dead. It is the will of the gangster gods. <laughs> what? Well, oh, I just I think Layton. I think he didn't deserve to die, but I do believe that Layton he was, definitely deserved to die. He was a snake. He, he was for was sure a snake. snake, and he did need to be taught a lesson. But he needed to die. Yeah. <laughs> But we realized someone who did die uh, a, another death, and Sully came to the realization that the Z, the Zets or ZTs, ZTs, yes, ZTs. That's how Z is pronounced in <laughs> everywhere else but the United States. Everyone says Z. Right. Okay. So the ZTs, they are zero ruthless. tolerance, bro. Yes, they are simply ruthless, and I think sure. Sully underestimated them. We see him riding around, and then finally, when he couldn't find anyone, they found him. His his partner got shot in the head close range that was crazy to me um in the face that sully had was definitely like yo i underestimated these youths they are both under duchene has underestimated jamie mm-hmm. sully is underestimating their their capacity to take over and what it is is they're not remembering how they were at that age right. or at that time right. zts are doing nothing that duchene and sully were not themselves capable and and contributing to so to me, it's interesting that they are underestimating themselves. However, I hope Jamie does not make the same mistake and underestimate Duchesne and Sully. Yeah, because I see this as a turning point. Because um, Sully now, he's like not even for the games anymore. It's twice. He's missed his shot twice. You ha- if Once an attack on Sully was made, you have to kill Sully. Yeah. And you also have to kill Duchesne. You have to. Right. They have to go. In fact, more people need to die. Modi needs to die. Leighton needed to die. <laughs> Duchesne needs to die. Sully needs to die. Drees actually does not need to die because he does play uh, a back role, but Jack needs to die. A lot of people need to die. And we're if talking you're from in Jamie's a business, position. <laughs> this position of, yeah, and Jamie. Um, I just, I think that Jamie knows that if, it, again, if you have so many 
that's that is gonna be a problem for him to get money in the end. And I feel like Jamie also. It seems like he looks up to Deshane. Why does he want to kill him right away? I do see Jamie, Jamie caring, like not. You like feel like Jamie up, looks up to Deshane a little bit because I feel like he knows that he's uh, one of the top dogs. I think he knows that. I can get Deshane under me rather than killing him. Like, sure, I can it's make a business you, move if Deshane right. would work for him, but now at this point, it's no longer a viable option. He has to kill Deshane. Yeah, that's true. In fact, true. he needs to pull. There's a scene from The Godfather in the first one where um, Michael Corleone has all of his enemies killed at the exact same time in order to prevent further outbursts. That is what needs to happen on Jamie's behalf. Yeah, and it's 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 simply said that the ZTs have way more soldiers. They are very loyal and compliant. And they're gonna do whatever Jamie says. So it is a it is a it possibly could be a fact that they all die at once. That Sully goes and Deshane goes and everyone else in Summer House that is not compliant or do not want to comply with Jamie will go. Um, what we did see is that Sully and Deshane had a heart to heart. Um, and this is the that's the part where I said that Deshane seemed like he was losing himself, and he's like, "What's the point of all of this?" And it was so funny because not be, the first time we watched this, Sully and Deshane were basically at odds, and now they're continuously after all these mishaps and things that are happening is drawing them closer together. Um, what do you? What, how do you think about? What do you think about this heart to heart? Like Sully really pushed Deshane into the direction of like, "No, we're not going to be done with this." They don't have heart. That was my favorite part. Like he's basically like these young people, they don't have heart. We have the heart. We have what they don't have, which is the heart. What are your thoughts? I think Sully convinces Duchesne that he has the heart. I don't think he has the heart. <laughs> I think they have the experience, and that's a yeah. bigger play. When it comes to heart, Jamie clearly the ZTs are the ones showing all the heart. Mm-hmm. Sully and Duchesne are, th- are showing experience. The move with Jack and Ats and stuff was experience. That was the Duchesne plan clearly came together properly. The move with Sully just going into the streets, that's just stupidity. There needs to be there needs to be a reason. You this is the thing about the game. Do not take it personal. It's not personal. It's just business. Yeah, and I think that uh, Sully really realizes, um, because he says that there's, what else would we be if we weren't in the streets? And I think that Deshane has to detach himself from, and unfortunately, his family and his loved ones. And Sully has already done that. Sully has no one. Um, So he's already detached. But Deshane has to now further detach himself in order for them to thrive. They're not going to save their loved ones if they don't detach. I agree. I think that. We need to understand if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And we need for Duchesne, he is the Shelly component is making him soft. The mother in the Donovan situation is making him soft. He needs to toughen up or toughen out. Yeah, I, I think it is sad that he has to lose the loved ones or not have their love but when you're playing with fire you can't just you know go in with a little a little bit of water and try to put it out like you have to honestly either create more fire to the point that it burns everything and it benefits you or you know put out everything that makes any sense to anyone i thought in my head it did (laughs) but um the conversation that he had with Donovan said is it worth the squeeze I think before Donovan died DeShane um, said he kept Donovan kept saying is it worth the squeeze and I feel like is it DeShane worth you losing like is 
is this game worth you losing your loved ones? Is it worth you um, not ever really settling with anyone, not ever being at peace? Is it? I don't think it is. I think you should stop. But now you're so deep in that you can't stop. But I think that this isn't something that would be worth it. I think in the end, one thing is going to happen. You're going to win this war and it's going to be another war or you're going to die in this one. What are your thoughts? It's a good way to put it. <laughs> and also, I think Deshane underestimated Sugar because Sugar knows his entire family. Um, so I think Deshane has a lot to lose. And well, Sugar also threatened um, Shelly's daughter, yeah, who Deshane has grown close to, and so that's the next. That's the next. Casualty. Could you see that happening? Like him yeah, actually? Of ta- wow. Sugar, of course. Sugar would kill everyone. That's the whole reputation Sugar has that he's basing on. He comes. He's a very hardened criminal. I think Duchesne has to do a Jamie move where Duchesne has to kill everybody. Yeah, I think Duchesne has to kill everybody and that his whole supplier and everybody. But then, of, of course, it affects his supply. So. I don't know how that's going to play out. For he him. can find another supplier. He has to kill it's them. It's very difficult to find a supplier, especially on that magnitude. It's not easy. The only other supplier would be Jamie. Oh, God. (laughs) And I don't think Duchesne Duchesne would ever be able to swallow his pride enough to work for Jamie. That's just not how it works. Right. Oh, my gosh. Top Boy gives me anxiety every time we talk about it. But I know what is super fun. It's our special segment, Top Boy Lingo. Top boy lingo. That's right. This week's <laughs> word is going to be calm. Whenever they say it's calm, bruv, it, it just means it's cool. Something less agitated. Calm down. It's a widely, widely used phrase. Of course, it's also a slang word. Where does it come from? Sure, we borrowed it from the French at the heat of the day, but it is made popular in 2014 with tracks like uh, Calm Down and Busta Rhymes and Eminem and more importantly in that Caribbean English where the keep calm it's calm, everything's calm is the concept of everything's cool, peaceful at rest. So the show is calm bruv. Everything's calm bruv. And again so our special segment we bring to you Top Boy Lingo, words that we learn from Top Boy and we describe them and have you play with them. So if you know, if you've seen any Top Boy Lingo um, or heard of any, please comment below. We would love to like shout you out or you know, feature one of your favorite Top Boy Lingos. Um, Let's go on to the news and gossip because I have so much to talk about guys. So here we are. We have saw that Drake, you know, everyone knows I love Drake, but he was involved in this um series of Top Boy and there is a documentary if you guys want to learn more and watch more how everything got back together and how the reboot basically happened. Here's a little snippet of it. It's so good. Top Boy was different. In the very first cut, I suppose, of the first episode, I knew this was something special. And then we were canceled. Anyway, it was dead. It was gone. That was it. And then this fella called Drake got in touch. Everybody's been quite excited to know that Drake is involved in the show. He came to the first read-through, and the minute he walked into the room, the kids just went, wow. I just want to express how, how happy this room makes me right here, you know? The show meant the world to me. I wish you the best. You know, I, I'm sure we'll... We'll be all together again when we're winning awards or talking about how successful. <laughs> yeah, anyway, thank you so much. 
For me and Ashley in particular, it was more of a, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening again. Being in a room like that, that makes it seem very official. You know, this is definitely happening. And to hear those words on their feet, just knowing you're about to get stuck in in a couple of weeks' time or whatever. Yeah, it was a real moment. So what we're going to do is create a show, essentially the same show that we would have created before, but it's now in a climate where everyone's going to be able to consume it. Doesn't that just make you so happy? And while we're on that subject, happy birthday to my boy, Drake Drizzy OVO. Ah. Had a great time at Goya Studios. Thank you so much for inviting me. The whole crew had fun and enjoyed being part of that celebration. October's very own. Yes, I heard he has a 19, he had a 1920s themed birthday party. He did. I, don't, I didn't get the invite, but I'm sure it probably It was lost. Me. It was lost. Yeah, it was lost. He actually told me, he's like, hey... Is Zakia coming? And I was like, oh, no, she's probably really busy. Yeah. So, I, Drake, I forgive you. I forgive you. I know that you meant to give me my invite. You know, I'm you know, I'm close to your home. So next next year or maybe like one of your concerts, I'll come backstage. Just let me know whenever you need me. I'll be there. I was there. So he meant great. to send me send me one, too. No. But <laughs> no. But guys, honestly, that warmed my heart. I mean, even to watch that video, I literally had chills because it meant so much for like the former cast and the new cast to come in and for their show to be rebooted. And I think that was so precious. And to to be re- rebooted from someone like Drake, like someone everyone loves. So I love it. I love the love. I felt it. Um. So yeah. It was so great. But we love everything about Top Boy. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. I love Top Boy. Do you love Top Boy? You gotta dance. You gotta dance. You gotta dance, 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 dance. You can find me on social media at <laughs> I am Tehran all across the board. That's I A M T E H R A N. And of course, hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz After Shows because your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. In fact, I will be talking so much Watchmen. Right up next. Yes, yes, yes. And you can find me at Zakia W underscore. Love you everything about Top Boy. We only have a few episodes left, so make sure you stay tuned. I am going to be working on Marriage Bootcamp Family Edition, so stay tuned for that tonight. But again, we love all of you and see you soon. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.